Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time for another episode of Bad Language from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, your podcast producer here. And yeah, this is some real bad language today. Yeah, there was a lot of cussing coming from Brian Anthony Davis yesterday, watching the game. Got to see the game with my buddies. First time ever that Dave Schofield, Jeff Hartman, and Brian Anthony Davis the preview crew here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com has ever watched a game together, and it was a lot of fun to spend the time with those guys and the insight, and you know, it was like one big pre-production show, but the loss kind of yeah, put a pall on the whole thing, and I, I get that. But I definitely hope to do that again. It was a great time. Thanks to those guys for inviting me. I appreciate that greatly. And I want to invite you to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. You know it on the editorial side, on the podcast side. It's all there. We have it. And we have it first. If it's breaking news, you know you're going to hear Dave Schofield talking about something new happening with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Usually it's good news. Sometimes it's it's bad news. And we'll talk about that kind of stuff. But you're going to have it here before everybody else. Not just your one-stop shop. It's your non-stop shop. If you did not chance to check out the post-game show that was last night, wherever you download your favorite podcasts, well, I hope BTSC's family podcast, one of them's included in that at least. And go ahead and pick us up. Check us out wherever you do those downloads. And you have Let's Ride this morning as well. Later on, it's going to be the hangover. We're going to have the Mike Tomlin press conference today. We had a press conference wrap-up yesterday that I did right after the game. We do that every week as well. But Mike Tomlin's going a week early, excuse me, a day early, because the Steelers are playing a few days early by playing on Thursday night football. Ugh, I, I, man, I, I hate Thursday night games. I used to love them back in the day. I'd love them when they were exclusive, when there was only maybe a couple a year. And that was a special thing. But every single Thursday night, don't like them. They make every single team do one. And sometimes you're going to get a bummer of a game. Man, I, I've seen games where you've had like two and 12 teams that, that just happen to be the schedule. Somebody was asking me, you know, to pick scores of games yesterday, and the New York Giants was one of them, and and who they were, I don't even know who they were playing. It was just such a bad matchup, and I was like, Ugh, I, I don't even care. Uh, yuck. Who wants to watch that game? And sorry, NFL, I'm just being truthful. You know, the Steelers are playing the Cleveland Browns this week. Yeah, they're playing the Cleveland Browns. I knew that. I was just messing with you. But that's going to be a great turnaround game for both teams. Someone is going to have to come come up big. One of those teams, hopefully it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Both of them coming off tough losses. If you look at the division, every single team in the AFC North lost yesterday. I'm going to tell you this. This is a bold statement. But the Steelers lost to the New England Patriots was probably the least heartbreaking out of the four. You had Cincinnati blow it in overtime after making a huge comeback against the Dallas Cowboys. 
you had, oh my gosh, I love this one. You had a huge lead with the Baltimore Ravens at home against the Miami Dolphins. They were up 35-14 and lost. Then you had the Jets coming back with 10 or 13 points in the last couple of minutes to beat the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. So then you have the Steelers losing at home. They just played a bad game. They were never really leading in that game. They were never, it was never a runaway. So, you know, there you have it with the Steelers. If that's a silver lining on this cloudy black and gold Monday, this losing Monday, I hope to give that to you. But here's the big thing that came out of that game. And you knew what was going to happen. You just hoped it wasn't going to happen this soon. The Boo Birds and the Kenny Chance. Hey, I want to see Kenny Pickens as well. I definitely do. I can't wait to see that guy. But I'm telling you, and we're going to talk about this more in the hangover, but the Steelers are going through a progression through this. They're going to exhaust every Mitch Angle first. How long does that take? Well, I don't think it's going to happen this week. And here's why. You've got a short turnaround. Are you going to throw Kenny Pickett into the mix on Thursday night football right after, right after Monday? Right after, excuse me, a loss on Sunday? Kind of doubt it. Probably not going to do that. You're probably going to let Mitch disappoint you more than once. This is like breaking up with a girl after your first fight. Or breaking up with your boyfriend. Or your or getting divorced after your first fight. You know, in a relationship, it takes a lot more than just that. But bad, you drafted a number one pick in Kenny Pickett. Yeah, you did. And you're just going to let him rot on the bench? That's bad decision-making. Kansas City Chiefs did it with Patrick Mahomes. That wasn't bad decision-making. You know, I mean... Some guys take longer. They redshirt a lot of these quarterbacks. I don't know the stat. I bet you the stat geek Dave Schofield knows this. How rookie quarterbacks look when they start week one or early in the season. You had luck with Ben Roethlisberger, but you had to throw him in because of an injury. You had no choice. And he had a chance to shine, but you had a lot of people around him, including a very good offensive line. The Steelers don't have that quite right now. I kind of think they're a quarterback away from getting this all together, despite the offensive line. But a lot of people are wanting Mitch out. And if you heard me on the preview yesterday, I did not say that I want Mitch out, then it's time for Kenny. All I said was, I put the blame. I made the scapegoat for that game, Mitch Trubisky. And a stand by that. But bad. The play calling was horrible. Bad. Mitch Trubisky did not fumble that punt in that. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky did not drop an interception. Mitch Trubisky did not mess up in front of uh, Nelson Aguilar in that, like Akella Witherspoon did. I get it. Yeah, I I get that. But 
the muffed punt from Gunnar Olszewski. We're put a lot of people are putting the blame game on that. And we're going to talk about that in the turning point section of the show later. But everybody thinks it was the muff punt that ruined that game. They had plenty of time to come back after that punt. Plenty of time. And from what I understand from some film that we were talking about on our Slack channel, nobody covered the Patriots on that. Brandon Schooner, Schooler, whatever his name was. I don't care. Long-haired blonde dude. He made the play, but nobody was on him. And there was also some speculation that the Steelers only had 10 men on the field. I don't know if that's true. I need to go back and look. But a lot of people said Miles Boykin wasn't out there. So that's something to wonder about as well. Hmm. But with that being said, a lot of people are mad at Mitch Trubisky. A lot of people want Canada to go. Man, somebody was, I'm not even going to say his comments. Somebody had an irrepresent, uh, irrepresent, excuse me. Let me try that again. Somebody had an irreprehensible comment about Matt Canada that goes beyond football. Class up. Come on, guys. Class up. Don't do that. You know, I'm just going to say that. I mean, if you don't have value in human life because of a way a guy coaches a football game, I've got no room for you. I'm just going to say that. You can have your download back. I don't care. I'll be perfectly honest if you're going to uh, wish horrible things on a person. Come on. Think about it. Maybe Mitch Trubisky is not the right guy. And the reason I'm saying that is because there were a lot of guys open and there was a lot of frustration. Now, Mitch came out and blasted Canada. Nah, you know, kind of passive aggressively, but he blasted Matt Canada. Haven't heard from Matt Canada on it yet, but people are complaining about the scheme. Mitch is. What about the quarterback? What about these wide open guys? Deontay Johnson being wide open on a play. George Pickens in certain situations. Mitch to me, and I like Mitch. I like Mitch as a person. I think he's great. I think he has personality. I think he, there's a lot of things I like about him. I think he's a little manic out there, but I can deal with him being manic because he can make things happen out of nothing. But like Dave Schofield points out, he throws on his back foot a lot. That's a recipe for disaster. But my thing is, he's not seeing the whole field. He's, it's Cordell Stewart syndrome. He's going in there thinking, I've got to throw to receiver A. And that's all he's going to do. He's not looking for everybody else on that field that's open. That's bad peripheral vision on the field. That's just closing it off completely. And I think that's a part of the problem. I think other quarterbacks can do better with that. Are they on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? Is it the right time to make that move? The Steelers, I don't think, think so. And that's something that we're going to talk about on the hangover later on because the Steelers have a plan for it. 
You want to blame Akella Witherspoon for that? That's your right. If you want to blame Canada, go ahead. Just choose your own scapegoat and go with it. But understand that I'm going to say mine. And don't come at me when I've got my opinion and you've got your opinion. Because I look at it differently than you do. And that's cool. That's what makes this world so great. That we can go ahead and disagree, but have an intelligent decision on why. I know that the muff punt was a big deal. But that was voted on as a turning point of the game. And what if Cam Sutton makes that interception right before that punt? What if? Is that the turning point of the game? Not intercepting the ball? I think so. But the thing for me was the fact that Mitch Trubisky could not capitalize when they had chances. They were down 17-14 for about a quarter. And those two two and outs, three and outs at the end, that killed you. I mean, you couldn't even get in field goal range. Just three and out. And to me, that was the quarterback play there. I don't think it was the play calling there as much. We could pick apart stuff, but that's where I'm going with. You want to go with a Kello Witherspoon? Mike Tomlin mentioned that. They said, what could have a Kello done better? He said, well, he could have been playing above eye level. He didn't. You think Kello's uh, going to get an earful? Yeah. Gunnar O's going to get an earful too. Danny Smith's going to get an earful for that man not being covered. Schooler, I think his name was. All I know is you've got to take your scapegoat and you've got to give that scapegoat a chance to prove himself. Gunnar O proved himself with an 18-yard run. The, the biggest, one of the biggest runs of the game. The biggest run of the game. Somebody, one of my friends wanted Gunnar O's bags to be packed then. I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying that humans are going to make mistakes, but when they continue and continue and continue, that's when there's a problem. Like I said, I'm not saying bring in Kenny Pickens now. I'm just saying tighten the leash. And that's the problem for Mitch. Mitch is playing like the leash is so tight. But if you loosen it and you continue to have these problems and they don't change, well, you're going to have more of a problem. Yeah, it's a conundrum is what it is. What decision would you make? And would your decision be right? Like I said, are you going to divorce somebody right after the first fight? I know people wanted them divorced last week. They wanted Pickens last week and the Steelers won the game and Mitch was a big part of them winning that game. All I'm saying is that they have a plan. And if it is bad enough after the Cleveland game, I would not be surprised if they make the move before the Jets game. That very well could happen. That might be their first their first plan. Their second plan might be see how everything happens, hope for a little luck. I know you don't want to hope. But hope for a little luck, get to the bye week, and review it at the bye week. 
a lot of people are saying, you know, bring in Kenny now and just see what happens. Well, no, you like Dave Schofield says, you have to go ahead and do the best thing to win the game. We don't know what's going on on the inside, says Dave. We don't know how much Kenny knows, how ready Kenny is. We think he's ready. But hey, they both had good preseasons, right? Hmm. So there you have it. Just take your scapegoat and understand that decisions are being made for a reason because it's for the team to win. It's not to save face or anything. But if you're just going to blame it on something that just looks like it, like a punt, as the reason they lost that game, which people are saying that's the reason they lost that game. If that punt happened with two minutes left in the game, I'd be right there with you. No problem. But you had time to make up for it, and you did not. And to me, that's on the quarterback. All right, let's go ahead and take a break and then get ready for the next segment of Bad Language. And I'm excited for this. We are going to talk about prediction accountability, something we're going to do every week. We make predictions here at BTSC, and then, like everybody, sometimes we don't talk about them afterwards. Well, I'm going to tell you how we did. And I'm going to tell you who the worst predictor was. (laughs) You're going to love this one. So stick around here for the latest episode of Bad Language when we come back on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. The worst looking man you've ever seen. And there I am on the subway train. All right, we are back here on Bad Language. I am Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. The Steelers lose 17 to 14 in their home opener at Acrisure Stadium. Not a thing a lot of people predicted. We hear it. BTSC. We did not predict that for the most part. One of us did. And we're going to talk about that. So here's the thing. Every single week, there's prognosticators all over the NFL. Everybody makes their predictions. Now, when you're right and right on, oh yeah, I said that. When you're wrong, mm, I I, I don't know what anybody said. It wasn't me, you know. Now, if you know one thing about Brian Anthony Davis, I have no problem telling you when I'm wrong. This week, I might be wrong. I do a column every single week called Bold and Bizarre Predictions. It's suppo- it, it comes out Sunday mornings. It's supposed to be funny. I, yeah, I hope it's funny. I hope you enjoy it. And it's one of those predictions that, you know, I'm going to throw in real predictions but I'm also going to throw in some dumb stuff just to make you laugh because that's just who I am, man. I, I call myself BTSC's Nostra dumbass, not Nostradamus or Nostradamus or whatever his name is. Nostra dumbass. That's my name in this column. I have a lot of fun with it. I, uh, I do it for a great read. It gets, it gets tough every once in a while because you have to come up with goofy stuff every single week. I've had uh, I've had some, it used to be Le'Veon Bell coming back 
after he left and rapping at halftime at a local Fuddruckers or some restaurant in the area. I would try a theme. It was somebody wearing Dave Schofield's Steelers Kylo Ren helmet and doing something. You know, that stuff, you know, it does run out of gas. So you can't completely do that every single year. Um, as you know, I was last year was my I had Randy Land coming back a lot. Randy Land's not coming back. Randy Feetner's not coming back this season in the show. But I'm going to just uh, have good-natured fun with it, everything. And I'm trying to make it different each and every week. I'm going to talk about my bold and bizarre predictions. And something that I put in the article, I'm going to read that to you directly. For those new to the article, I sometimes come close, but ultimately whiff on most of my predictions. Let's see if I can get lucky this week. I came really close on one. You're going to be really proud of that one. The first prediction was Art Rooney 2, proving that he's a man of the people. And what he was going to do, since a lot of people were bummed about the ketchup bottles, he was going to stand up every time the Steelers scored a touchdown and spray ketchup on the crowd. Uh, Then one eagle-eyed fan would notice that it was a Hunts bottle instead of Heinz, and people would go crazy. Now, of course, that didn't happen. That's not going to happen, but it's funny to picture, isn't it? I also talked about Bill Belichick just not caring anymore and just openly having a camera crew out there and filming warm-up. I did have Bougie Smith-Schuster coming back, and this time he surprised the team with a visit because the Chiefs played on Thursday night. Bougie also humped Robert Kraft's leg and crashed the media buffet. I could see that happening I have no report. I'm waiting for reports to see if that actually did happen. I'm hoping that did. That would have been neat. I talked about Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky loves to chug things, from what I understand, because he's known for his chugging ability. I had him attempting to down a blender full of a Permani Brothers cap and cheese smoothie. Oh, gosh, I love I love Permani Brothers. I don't know if I'd like in a smoothie form. Um, rumor would have it that he would have to change his jersey and maybe his underwear after that. No report on that, but maybe that's the reason for the play not being that great. Um, I had Ben Roethlisberger bursting past Mitch Trubisky to the confusion of the crowd during quarterback introductions, and then PR director Bert Lawton had to retrieve him. That did not happen, but I can see that happening someday. I wouldn't be surprised. This is one that I came close on, but I ultimately was wrong on the timing of it, but I was right that it did happen, but a lot of people kind of knew this was going to happen. After Mitch Trubisky's first incompletion, Kenny Pickett chance would emanate from Akrasher. Happened more in the second and third, I think. In the second, there were some murmurs of it. In the third, you could hear it on television. Kenny. And you knew it was going to happen. So I'm going to take half a point for that. I'm going to say it happened. I also had Pat Fryermuth leading the team with catches. He did with seven. But I had him leading them with 12 catches. So I'll take half a point for that one as well. I had Chase Claypool with a, uh, a catching a touchdown pass with a crazy celebration to commemorate the 152nd anniversary of the discovery of Old Faithful in 1870. Nah, didn't happen. This is the one that I got right. I missed out by three yards, and that's okay. But I got this right. 
Najee Harris gains 46 yards on the ground and 40 as a receiver out of the backfield. Najee Harris had 49 yards on the ground, so I missed it by three. He had 40 yards as a receiver. Ding, 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 ding. Bad you win. Woo! I'm going to take that one. <laughs> wow. I, I tell you what, I that's a hard one to get. So you hear this? That's me pat me on the back. All right. Here's where another one that I got wrong, and I you're going to hear this later about me getting this wrong as well. I thought the Steelers would get free sex on the afternoon despite T.J. Watt not being there. Malik Reed getting two, Alex Highsmith getting the other. I was wrong. I was wrong on that. No sacks. Man, they could not penetrate that offensive line and get to Mac Jones, which you get to him once, that might change that game. And I had the final score of 30 to 19. Three Chris Boswell field goals, only two Chris Boswell field goals. I had Clay Pole and Deontay Johnson catching touchdown passes. Najee Harris with a touchdown run. Did not happen. The only touchdown pass was Pat Fryermuth. I'm surprised. I usually give him one every single week. But that was my bold and bizarre predictions. We're going to talk about them every single week, see if we're right. But we're going to talk about other predictions as well. So we do staff predictions that come out every Sunday morning or, excuse me, every game day. And everybody, except for one person, had the Steelers winning this game. The You had a lot of 23 to 17s, 20 to 16, 24 to 20, 23 to 19, 23 to 17. Again, and 24 to 17. You had Tony Defio getting the score right at 17 to 14, but for the other key for the Steelers, you had Kyle Kreiss, Steelers 16 to 13. But Dave Schofield got it right as far as the win goes. So usually you pat a guy on the back when you say you got it right as far as the win, but you got to get the score right. Dave Schofield. I was sitting watching the game with Dave Schofield. He's like, man, I missed it by one. I had it 17 to 13. Then you look on the website, Dave was wrong. He had it 17 to 14. He got the score absolutely correct. I did that once three years ago, and I talked about it forever. I was so proud of it. So congratulations to Dave for having the best score of the week, worst score of the week. The one who was more wrong than anybody was some guy named Brian Anthony Davis who thought the score would be 30 to 19. Yep, don't go to Vegas on my dime, my friends. If you want to mortgage your house and take your mortgage to Sin City, don't take me along with you. If you want to go to a, a nudie bar, maybe. If you want to go to a burlesque show, I'm there. If you want to play craps, I like that. But don't take me to the sports book. Bad news. Bad, bad news there. So we talked about bold and bizarre predictions, and we talked about the staff predictions. One thing we like to do on the preview is we do an over-under, and this is a very this is very fun for me. And we do it, and we compete for it, but we never talk about who's winning. So I'm going to start taking score. So the over-under this week, there were six over-unders, and Jeff Hartman comes up with these, and we all talk about them. and. 
We also do the final score, but I just talked about the final score predictions. So I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to review the preview with over or under. So the first two were about sacks. Alex Highsmith sacks. Jeff set the bar at two and a half. All of us said under, and all of us would be correct. Then it was sacks again with Malik Reed with one and a half. Dave went with a push. Jeff went over thinking he was going to have two. And I went under thinking he'd have one, but I still get the point for being the only one having the under. Mitch Trubisky touchdown passes at one and a half. Dave had the under. Jeff and I both thought he'd have two with the over. We were wrong. Dave gets that one. Rushing yards, Najee Harris. 49, excuse me. We had the rushing yards at 45 and a half. And as remember, I guessed 46. But when I did the article, I didn't, I didn't realize that the, uh, the under was 45 and a half. I predicted that he would be under. If I would have went with my prediction of 46, I would have gotten this one right. But I do not get the point here because I went under with 45 and a half. He had 49. Jeff got the point for the over. Dave took the under. Pickens, George Pickens Jr., 48 and a half yards receiving. Dave went under again. I took the over. Jeff took the over. Dave gets the point. And why I didn't go ahead. So this is where I messed up. I messed up here because my bold and bizarre predictions. Now, right, I did my bold and bizarre prediction on a cot in the woods, looking up at the stars at 11 o'clock at night. So I kind of screwed this one up as well. I forgot to add the fact that I thought Fryermuth was going to score a couple of touchdown passes. I said he was going to have two. I took the over. He had one. And if I would have taken the under, like I, I said here, I would have gotten the point. But eh, I screw up a lot, as you know. So touchdown passes, one and a half was the, uh, was the bar. Dave went under. Jeff went under with one. Jeff was correct with the one. He gets the under. So here we have it for this week. And I'm going to go back and look at last week's too. So we're going to have standings for the year on this. Dave Schofield is the overall leader right now with four. Jeff Hartman with three. <laughs> Look who's in last place. One Brian Anthony Davis, of course. So I hope you enjoyed this. I thought this was pretty fun. And I thought this was something that we can go ahead and do every week. So we can be accountable for what we're predicting. So later on when we're like, oh, I predicted that. If we're predicting that back in like in December, we're saying, oh, I predict that back in September. It's now on record. I know, and I'm watching each and every one of you. Unfortunately, I'm watching myself. <laughs> oh, gosh. I guess I'm just not too whippy on some of those. But like I said, don't take me to Vegas, but have me at your Super Bowl party. Have me, have me at your house every week. I'll bring something good over. I'll bring some good food. I'm good conversation. Just don't introduce me to your bookie and think you got a lock. 
some of us just don't have that knock, that knack. There was Jimmy the Greek. I'm Brian the half Italian. And this has been bad language. The Steelers lost 17 to 14, and that's a bummer. But let's look ahead now to Cleveland and get back on that high. Next bad language, hopefully it's going to be good, 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 good. With that being said, make sure you check out all of the content here on the Behind the Steel Curtain Family Podcast and check out the editorial side as well. Great, great stuff. We've got a fantastic staff, one of the best in the business. Love these guys. They bleed black and gold, and I try to bleed along with them. So, for Brian Anthony Davis, this has been another thrilling episode of Bad Language, and I ain't apologizing for nothing.